The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, gang. Welcome. Here we go again. One more swinging soiree for the week. Then we'll call it quits for the week. It is good to have you here. On the Friday edition of the program, 7.09, nine minutes after the hours, we're up and running. Hey, remember, anywhere along the way today or any day, you want to be part of the show. We'd love your ears. We wouldn't mind your fingers or your tongue, all right? That was, was that what? A, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was that? that I, don't, I don't think that came out right, did it? You might it? want to leave the tongue out of it. Yeah, or your fingers, for come to think of it. What I'm trying to say is the Frio Stack auction service lines are open and available for you. The Frio Stack auction service text line, that's your fingers, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. And the Frio Stack auction service hotline is available. That's where you use your tongue, 304 304- what in the world? I didn't have any extra sugar this morning either. 304-232-8255. So come on in. Bob Slider is here. I'm here. We are prepared to wrap up the week. I said this yesterday, Bob. This We had a very busy week, and we'll talk about some of that in the highlights later on. This week just, to me, seems to have sped by. I mean, really sped by. It, it, it did, Howard. I think the, the, the nice weather played into that. But uh, let me to be the first maybe to say to you this morning... Happy Groundhog Day, Howard. Happy Groundhog Day. Man, I've been waiting for this day for a while. Happy, say it again. Based on the movie, say it again. Happy Groundhog, Happy Groundhog Day. Day. Happy <laughs> Groundhog Day. Keep saying it, saying it, saying it. i got some Groundhog Day facts and figures. Some of these are really interesting. I'll get those in just a minute. I should tell you it's 39 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 34, I'm sorry, 39 uh, at the Highlands. 40 in Elm Grove. And 38 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. It's going to be mostly cloudy. Daytime high around 41. We'll be uh, moving up into the low to mid-50s throughout the weekend, uh, and uh, going to see some sunshine uh, during the weekend as well. Um, yeah, it's Groundhog Day. You uh, you use this for your New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. What is wrong with me today? How about donut, Howard? It's Friday. I need a donut. I need something. Somebody made a mess here in the studio. Oh, wait, it was that me. That was us, yeah. Still, <laughs> Donnie did it. But. I wanted to yell at Donnie for bringing Bob's lunch in and, you know, food in it. But. Smells like beef, roast beef in here, doesn't it? Yeah, that does smell good, <laughs> by the way. Anyway, um, you use Groundhog Day as kind of a New Year's resolution day, you told me. I do. To, to me, and, and there could be, uh, you know, it could be a lot of snow on the ground on, on Groundhog Day. But I look at it as now we can feel spring. You can't really maybe see it yet, but I can smell it, Howard. Smelling spring. Here are a couple of facts and figures. Or maybe that's Bob's lunch or the roast beef. Maybe I'm smelling. <laughs> that's good. good. Well, does spring smell like roast beef? That's what I want to know. Does spring smell like roast beef? Uh, 7.12 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Some facts and figures about uh, Groundhog Day. Of course, Punxsutawney Phil is the most famous of all the groundhogs up there at Gobbler's Knob. Um, do you realize, take a guess, how often do you think Punxsutawney Phil is correct in predicting whether we have six more weeks of winter or not. I'm going to give him about 90%. Oh, my Lord. He's not even that close? No. Flip a coin, you have what? 50-50. No. Uh, My question was, you flip a coin, you get 50-50. He's not even that high. You're better off flipping a coin. Over the years, Punxsutawney Phil has been right 39% of the time. Yikes. Why do we pay any attention? I mean, I mean... 
it's it's a fun thing to do. And what is it? He, he do, does it about I think already. I no, think seven, yeah, about seven thirty. We usually get the report, so we'll get that here pretty soon. Four uh, percent of the people believe that Phil is always right. Uh, the Groundhog Club, up a gobbler's knob, gobbler's knob, claims he is never wrong. They say that if 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 it's, if he's wrong, it's because they misinterpreted his language. They say these people are crazy. They say they can speak groundhoggies. All right, all right. Last year was the third straight year Phil spotted his shadow. Um, that's the usual prediction, by the way. Most of the time, he does see his shadow and says. Six more weeks of winter. How about this? Now, Phil's been around since 1886. Punk's Tony Phil got started in 1886. Back in the early days, after he made his prediction, you know what they did? Probably ate him. They did. They did. They ate him. They ate Phil. <laughs> Phil's a little nervous over there. <laughs> I don't think it was, whether it was right or wrong didn't make any difference. Uh, they used to eat Phil after he made his prediction. They served him up. Right after the first official Groundhog Day. First Groundhog Day. Hey, Phil, come on out. See your shadow. All right. All right. We're going to have dinner now. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Howard. Yes, I'm going to say that Howard Monroe has probably never, ever eaten Groundhog. Don't think so. Have yeah, you? I have. What's no, I wouldn't want to make a habit out of it. Story here says he's tender. It is. It, 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 a young one. You don't want that old, gray, fat one flopping around there. No, you want a young one. That, that's the, the most important thing. And it's like any kind of game. Who's who's preparing it? Do they know what they're doing? Country folk eat groundhog more than city folk, so I would say, yeah. If you find someone that knows what they're doing, you would say, man, that is really, really good. I had to stop and think because I, I have had, I have had game. I mean, not the way you have, or you know, but I, I have had game over the years. I've had rabbit. Um, you remember when uh, Tony and Cleo's? What's well, what what's nothing now, but what used to be Undo's in Elm Grove first opened up, and it was Tony and Cleo's, and a friend Charlie Schlegel was running it. Uh, uh, they had they had game. Did every, they ever have varmint night, Howard? I don't know if they had varmint night. Dog is a varmint. That one of their one of their appetizers wasn't necessarily game. One of their appetizers were rattlesnake bites. Oh yeah, which everybody's I eating had. rattlesnake. When our old friend Ellen Ratner came to town, I said, "Ellen, let's try the rattlesnake bites." Okay, <laughs> so uh, but I, so I, I don't think I've had groundhog. Groundhogs are herbivores, so you know it, it's it, it all comes down to uh, how you prepare it. If you know what you're doing, it's pretty good. Uh, Punk Sonny Phil has a wife. Phyllis? You're correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Uh, they have never had kids. Too busy. I guess, uh, what do they do? They sit, they sleep all, all winter? People hold them up, Howard. They're holding them up all the time. <laughs> um, I have never done this, but um, when I worked at other radio stations, especially the station on the hill, uh, we sent our morning team, not me, but the morning team, up to Gobbler's Dog to broadcast on Groundhog's Day. I mean, that is a pretty big deal up there. Um, Punkstani comes out. They have a big ceremony all around. I don't There's think Bill they, Murray. They don't eat him anymore, but <laughs> it's it's a big deal. Um, in 2020, 40,000 people showed up for Gobbler's Knob. That's a lot of people. On Groundhog Day, yeah. Uh, now, the next year after 2020 was COVID. Not too and, many people showed up. Yeah, zero. Nobody <laughs> showed up then. Uh, so let's see. And, of course, there are all kinds of, of, of uh, Punkstani Phil takeoffs, if you will. I'm going to pronounce Shub Shubankati Sam. Shubankati Sam. Does that make any sense? That, I mean, is that – do you see any game name in there? That I, I do I not. Start? All right. Uh, that's from Nova Scotia, Canada. Lucy the Lobster. That's a lot. 
What, does he cross out of the ocean and sees it? I don't know. And you would be the one that would eat Lucy right after Lucy, she made her prediction. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy's got no shot of living after uh, I see her. Uh, Weirton Willie in Ontario, Canada. Oh, I thought it was right up the road. No, right. no, Ontario, Ontario, Canada. Manitoba Merv <laughs> is in Canada. Balzac Billy is another one. Fufu the Hedgehog. Cloxatani Henrietta. She's a chicken. My Lord. And Scramble the Duck in Connecticut. My Lord. Those are all Groundhog Day fill-ins or whatever you want to call it. One name I did not hear, Howard. Don't we have a – I think the, the governor fired him yesterday, I believe. Uh, I heard that on Hoppy's show. Uh, but it's I, like a Frenchie sir, somebody. I am so glad you brought ah. that up because Senator Manchin has saved – Groundhog Day in West Virginia. A reprieve. He has given us a reprieve. It's a French Creek Frenchie is who it is. And the governor earlier this week said, why that Biden administration is so bad, they won't let us have Groundhog Day anymore. (laughs) But Senator Manchin has come to our rescue. Senator Manchin sent a release out yesterday. There will be a Groundhog Day celebration in West Virginia. Manchin says, and I quote, I spoke to the Department of Agriculture Secretary I have been assured French Creek Freddy will have the opportunities to look for his shadow tomorrow morning. This came out yesterday, of course. The secretary and I have remained friends since our times as governor, and we continue to work together. So you are correct. It was We were supposed to lose French Creek Frenchie for the week, but son of a gun, Senator Manchin. This is what you do when you're thinking about running for president. Save Groundhog Day. Any news if the governor's going to eat him or not, Howard? I don't know. <laughs> If he does, baby dog will be looking at him like. <laughs> uh, I'm looking to see if there's any comment from Justice. Justice announced the uh, the closing of Groundhog Day on Wednesday, but it was on Thursday that Manchin said that. So, all right. So I'm glad you brought French Creek Frenchie up. Now I have a question. If somebody out there, somebody out there may have the answer. There used to be at Ogilby Woodchuck Will. Is that what they called it? I'm not sure about there that. There used to be a groundhog character, groundhog event up at Ogilvy, but I haven't heard much about it, if anything, about it recently. So I don't know. Somebody out there would know, and if you do, use the text line and tell me, do we still do – I think Woodchuck Will was the name uh, up at Ogilvy. I, I don't know. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. And, again, if we do Woodchuck Will, do we eat him afterwards? <laughs> That's the story there. All right. Groundhog Day is up and running, so get to enjoy it. We will let you know as soon as we know whether there's going to be six more weeks of winter or not. Uh, Coming up, a couple of quick tidbits I want to get to in the news world. Number one, a little bit more knowledge about one of the uh, late-filing candidates for the mayor in the city of Wheeling. New poll is out, and it shows that uh, Biden is leading Trump now in a nationwide poll. We will get to that. Also coming up later this morning, it's a Friday, so John McCabe is coming in. We'll be checking in with our Friday roundtable, reviewing Ohio Valley News of the Week. It's a Friday, so it's the travel show. Bill Bryson is going to be here, and we're going to talk about motor coach trips. If you can't take time or can't afford, uh, a long cruise or you know 10-day adventure out west or something maybe a one or two-day uh, motor coach trip would be more up your alley we'll talk about that in our travel show and daily is coming in from the wvea uh, teachers have been talking about what they think they need from the state they've done a couple of surveys one by the wvea one by the education department this is what teachers think they need done to make it better to teach and has the legislature followed through on any of those. 
Here's a sneak peek. No. But Dale and I will talk about that coming up later on as well. Hey, it's 720. Glad you're here. The Watchdog Morning Show is underway. Good morning, winter weather. Join the Nailers for a family fun Pups and Pucks night, Saturday, February 3rd. Bring your dog to the game. Meet Clifford, the big red dog, courtesy WVPB. All furry friends receive a free doggy bowl. Take part in the on-ice puppy parade during intermission. And signature Saturday, two-player sign autographs, Pup Drop 710. Get tickets now for Pups and Pucks night. Call 304-234-GOLD or go to wheelingnailers.com. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. How tough are you? It's the 43rd annual Budweiser Tough Man Contest. Co-sponsored by WTOV9, Eagle 107.5, Wheeling, Ohio County CBB, Thomas Auto Centers, The World Gym, Jill's Gentleman's Club, A Class Act, ICR Equipment Rental, Sales and Supply, and Honda Direct Line. Coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banco Arena. If you think you're tough enough and willing to get in the ring and prove it, sign up to fight at WBToughman.com. Ladies, if you want to be a ring girl and strut your stuff in the ring sign up at wvtoughman.com tickets go on sale this saturday at the west banco arena box office or online at westbancoarena.com it's the 43rd annual budweiser tough band contest coming february 16th and 17th to wheeling's west banco arena planning to stay in wheeling tough man weekend the wheeling ohio county cvb is offering special hotel rates for tough man fighters ring girls and fans for details visit wvtoughman.com get your tickets today and tough it out the coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Doctor, doctor, give me the news, I got a bad case of loving you. No pills gonna kill my ill, I got a bad case of loving you. Well, I got a bad case of a lot of things, and I need the doctor most of the time. But, uh, but uh, loving you, well, I mean, you know, love my wife and my kids and my grandkid, and now the new great grandkid as well. Seven twenty-three, twenty-three after the hour. Uh, we're looking at a mostly cloudy day today. Daytime high around forty-one, thirty-nine. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, thirty-nine at the Highlands, forty in Elm Grove, and thirty-eight degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Bob, morning intel today. I'm not going to do a really read too much of this because I'll get her on the show. But apparently Beth Heinbaugh, who was one of the late announcements for Wheeling Mayor, um, has apparently stepped forward and actually put out a press release or an, an official announcement of her candidacy now. So the morning intel has a good story about her. Um, and I, I I remember now, I actually, she came before the planning commission a uh, number of, well, a couple of months ago, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, so I remember she's a, she was a former cop. She and her husband have the Fulton Fun Factory out in uh, Fulton where they do things for kids. Um, and they operate a couple of uh, daycare centers as well. That's kind of her background, and I think that'll be her big issue. Um, but Morning Intel has a good piece about her. Feel free to read it. Uh, I will 
track her down and get her on the show, as we've done with all the candidates, except for... Where's Carl? Carl. <laughs> it's becoming a joke. I don't... I, I, I do not know. But by golly, I'm not done trying. I'm not done trying. We're going to try and find Carl Carpenter, who has filed for mayor, has not announced. And by the way, just real quick, it is a good point that you and I have talked about. When you make an official announcement of some kind, you hold a press event or something, you are simply going to get more attention. It's okay to file. It's okay to run. But if you don't do – I mean, J.T. Thomas did the best example of it because he made a surprise announcement on the very last day. The media was all there. Got a got huge amount of coverage. Not because we in the media felt his announcement was more important than others. It's because he had an announcement. And we did the, the Denny when he first had his uh, announcement. We covered that, and, and Chad and Rosemary. And now Beth, at least, has come forward with uh, her uh, written announcement. So, anyways, check that out in the Morning Intel today. One other news story I want to uh, just mention to you. Um, there's a new poll out. And this is what I talked about with polling. That's a national poll, Bob. Quinnipiac poll. They're a pretty respected uh, polling service. Uh, in a border-to-border, coast-to-coast, nationwide poll, if Trump and Biden meet in the general election in this poll, Biden would win by six points. Now, the point I have with this is, you remember a handful of months ago, everybody was getting all upset on the Democratic Party because the polling was showing that Trump was ahead by two or three points. And the point I made then, I will make now, is a lot could happen between now and Election Day. Trump was ahead a couple of months ago, Biden ahead now by six points, and who knows what will happen come Election Day. Yeah, I mean, the polls lost me, what, eight years ago. It just, uh, they were all over the place. And depending on who you were listening to, they had it all figured out, but they did not have it figured out. Big gender gap difference. 58% of women support Biden. That is a big increase from uh, the last polling. Uh, however, um, only 51% support uh, Trump. So women are beginning to lean more towards, that's one of the findings of that poll. Um, we may look more into that next week uh, when I have more time to talk about national politics. But I, I just want to get it out there because it just goes to show don't panic at any given moment. Everybody was everybody in the Democratic Party panicking a couple of years, a couple of months ago when Trump was, oh, my God, Trump's ahead. Trump's going to win this election. And now Biden's going to win this election. No, neither one of those is a true statement. We'll have to wait and see what um, what uh, what happens. All right, 727, 27 after the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. It is the Friday edition of our program. And, uh, oh, I wanted to talk about one more thing real quick, Bob. Um, True Detective. There we go. True True Detective. I watched the rest of of episode three last night. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily do a week-by-week recap, or you can if you want to, but... Good. I mean, nothing is nothing is deterring me from the show at all. The further down it goes, the more intrigued I am by it. Yeah. After uh, episode three, we have a murder mystery now. We we know that it wasn't uh, aliens. We we know that there's an actual murderer. I'm not sure. Howard's still not sure. <laughs> but we don't know much about this person. But now I th- I think the chase is going to begin, Howard. And uh, I can't wait for Sunday night. I'm I'm not gonna, uh, you know, last week I let him build up. Right. I don't think I can do that anymore. I think I'm going to have to watch Sunday night. Are they coming out one one at a time? I, I but you know, I, maybe Max will give us an extra one. Howard. Well, you know, some sometimes some of these shows they'll bring them out like three episodes at a time or two or three at a time. So I don't know. I will probably. I'm not, I'm so intrigued by this, and it's a it's a mystery. I probably will not be able to let them build up. I'll probably if it, if it's only one on Sunday. I'll probably watch one on Sunday. Anyways, just a quick note to you all. 
uh, if you're looking for something good, check out True Detective on um, uh, HBO Max, and it's it's good. Very, um, I want to say moody. What's atmospheric? There's a real atmospheric to it. It's set in the. Uh, it's real, very realistic. Very realistic. Set in the far reaches of Alaska, 150 miles north of the Arctic Circle, um, in a mining community with lots of people there because the mine is there. I mean, that's what surprised me was how this fictional town of Ennis has so many. You know, it's got a hospital, it's got schools, it's got all kinds of things going. But it's because they're a mining town, and that that plays into this whole thing too. You know, there's opposition to the mine by the by the native Indians and native Eskimos and so on. Anyways, I just wanted to say again. And I mean that, boy, thanks for turning me on to that, pal, because that was extremely, uh, extremely good. Uh, before we uh, take a break with um, Taylor and get Ohio Valley headlines in here, why don't we talk about some of the highlights of the week gone by. It is a Friday, so I look back on this week. I'm sure you did, too. Um, I have a little different approach to my highlights this week than than I have in the past. You got you want to start things off? I'll off? start it off, and I'm going to sound very egotistical. I mean this. Uh, I thought it was a great, great week. If I was out there listening, I think I would have applauded my radio. I, I just thought it was really – our guest, Howard, was – was really, really good. It started early with John McCabe. John usually with us uh, on Friday, like today, but he came in the beginning of the week and discussed the late uh, last-minute filings, and, and I thought that was a really great start to the week. And then Hot Chocolate Day, uh, lovely Nancy Monroe brought us hot chocolate. So I've got I've got two at the top, but I wanted to mention those two because I really thought they contributed to the week, Howard. I had planned, when I put my list together, even when I was thinking about it yesterday, I was going to put our discussion of true detective and you pointing me in the direction of a good show because I've been looking for a good show. And I was going to put true detective and our talk about that as number one and maybe mix that in with just what you said. Uh, the uh, coffee, uh, hot chocolate day this week was were good. We got uh, from my wife. I don't think the others brought food this week, but we got food last week. If we missed you, we're sorry because but, we got our weeks messed up. But I, um, I was going to say, because I usually look for things that are off the hard news path to make our highlights. And true detective conversation, yes, it's a highlight. The hot cocoa and coffee, absolutely a highlight. So those are those are but I just I was gonna start I was gonna make those number one. Then I thought, no, we did t- way too much other stuff. And it was good stuff. I thought, I thought. Um we had I thought two really good, wide-reaching subjects. We talked to the director of a documentary, Democracy on Trial, a new PBS documentary. Uh, Michael Kirk, we looked at his resume. My Lord, he has phenomenal uh, resume. Uh, every p- potential movie directorial uh, award you can win, including 15 Emmys, he won all of those. Getting him on the show was a really big deal, I think, and it was good. So we and and that was all about the the Trump story. I, I we did a good. I liked that. I thought that was a really good one. And we talked a lot about Taylor Swift. And some people get kind of frustrated by it, but I I thought it was interesting as we looked at the MAGA crowd, the Trump crowd, uh, saying they want to wage a holy war on her, and and the fact that even something as simple as a singer going to a football game has to become political in this world and age anymore. Like I said, Howard, it was a busy but a really good week. And at the top for me, I thought yesterday's show was just so, so good. I just wanted to sit here and listen to our guest. And, uh, you know, uh, Rick and Sarah, getting to watch them in person. The we talked about it. Mayor. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. They are, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's like they're a couple. I mean, they finish each other's sentences. They are on the exact 
same page, and it's natural. I, I mean, it just seems like it's a natural flow with those two. But we've had them in here before, so i got to give the top dog award to the police chief of the city of Wheeling. You know, he come in here, Howard, and, you know, I get a little, a little nervous. <laughs> but, you know, by the time he left, I was at ease with him. I think he's a really good man. I think he's really good at his job. And I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again, Wheeling is a better place with him running the police force. He is passionate and compassionate, despite what people think. Uh, but he, he he brooks no criminal. He has no tolerance for people who commit crimes. And um, I thought it was a good conversation. Uh, the police chief was with us yesterday. Uh, the Moundsville manager and mayor was with us yesterday. As you pointed out, uh, in the beginning of the week, John McCabe and I did an extra segment of our Friday roundtable on, I think, I think it was Tuesday, actually. Uh, it was a Tuesday roundtable, uh, taking a look at the city elections, the, uh, the mayor and some of the council members, and we really focused hard on that, which is going to be a big election. We had Wheeling's mayor and now U.S. Senate candidate Glenn Elliott in, talking about the suspension bridge, because that's a pretty big deal as well. So we had the chief, the Moundsville conversation, the city elections, the suspension bridge. I'm going to put all of those together and say that, the uh, my for me, top highlight of the week was simply our extensive community coverage, the extensive coverage we gave to the community here in the Ohio Valley. And now that I say that out loud, you're right. It sounds like we're patting ourselves on the back. But I thought... If you want to listen to community radio, if you want to learn about what's happening in the town, if you want to hear from the people who are directly involved in these things, again, just the, you know, the, the chief, the mayor, the Moundsville mayor, the Moundsville manager, um, all of that was with us this week. And I thought a little bit different, Howard. There wasn't a lot of bitching and complaining. This was positive, positive stuff. Yes. And uh, I thought that even made it even a little bit more special. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that's that's why I look again. Are we I, done patting ourselves on the back now? Yeah, you want to pat anybody else on the back? I, said, <laughs> I I I just I couldn't help it. Again, I thought this through. I was gonna. I always go for the fun thing, you know, something silly that happened. Or again, the true detective conversation was over three or four days. I, I, that, that's where I was going. And then as I looked at my list, I thought no. And it's not just all of the stuff we did. Again, we did a couple of good things nationwide. But I looked at the, how, how much we gave to the community, how much we did with local officials offering their thoughts about local issues. I, I, that's what it's all about. Good week. And I think it just might get better, Howard. Adam's going to join us in a couple minutes. And, man, that forecast looks, uh, looks really, really good. Going to be a good weekend coming up. We'll check on uh, Adam's forecast for the weekend and into the beginning of next week. Slider has sports a little bit later on. Uh, next hour, we'll start off with uh, Dale Lee from the WVEA talking about how the teachers are feeling about what the legislature is doing. And right now, at 735, 25 till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show, we will go to the Ohio Valley Newsroom of WTRF-TV for Taylor Long. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 2nd. Some continuing coverage. We have new details on the I-470 shooting ending with a man shot in the face. The Ohio State Highway Patrol says the shooting was allegedly from another truck driver that left the scene. As you recall, a West Virginia man was found shot in the face on the interstate in Pulteney Township earlier this week. The Post says they received a 911 call that the driver of a commercial truck had been shot near mile marker 3 on the westbound side of the lanes. Troopers say details are limited at this time and we'll talk to 7 News about the situation later on today. 
And the verdict is in for the Belmont County rape trial of 21-year-old Logan Cochran. Cochran of Martins Ferry has been found not guilty of all charges. He was facing two counts of first-degree felony rape and one count of gross sexual imposition. The defense says a sexual encounter did happen, but instead was consensual. The jury started deliberating at 4 and came back at 5.30. Stay with 7 News for updates. And as we approach the one-year anniversary of the East Palestine train derailment, Governor Mike DeWine is speaking up. DeWine has been a frequent visitor to the Columbiana County town over the last 12 months, alongside his EPA administrator. He talked about the concerns he and his staff continues to hear from people across the community. For that reason, the governor pushed for the opening of a standalone clinic working with administrators of East Liverpool City Hospital that the state is largely underwriting. And listen to this, Washington Lands Elementary School is hosting its fourth annual Groundhog Day celebration. That's at 1245 today. The event includes a forecast by a cat named Wildcat Wally and some polka music, of course. The school is also having a color war in honor of Hannah Woods, a former student now battling sarcoma, with proceeds going to WVU Medicine Children's Cure Kids Cancer. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brooke, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mountaineers basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Friday morning. The Boogie Boys are here. <laughs> Slider and Monroe. And into the mix, we add morning meteorologist uh, from the Big 7, WTRF-TV's Adam Fike. Good morning, Adam. Are you on a, ready to boogie down with us? We're boogieing down this morning. I've had a little bit of extra coffee, so I have a little bit of extra pep in my step this morning. So I say sure. All right, sure. Let's, we can all boogie, boogie, boogie down. So listen, uh, I, I I'm glad to have you here, and and you know you can tell us what you think, but we are we've already gotten the word from the real expert, you know. <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil uh, has told us we are going to have an early spring this year. 
So I don't know if you have anything to say about that because, you know, Punxsutawney Phil is where we go for our weather information. <laughs> a, a rodent is where we go to get our weather information. But uh, it's 138th time he's made a prediction. Do you know, I told Bob this earlier, do you know how many times Punxsutawney Phil has been right? The percentage of times? I used to know, but I don't remember. So you're going to have to tell me if you know. 39%. I mean, I mean, even, even look, I'm better than that. Don't take don't don't take this the wrong way, but <laughs> even for a weatherman, that's bad. <laughs> I'm at least right fifty percent of the time, maybe a little bit more. Exactly. I mean, geez. So, but hopefully he's right this time. Apparently, uh, Punk's only feel uh, says six more weeks. I'm not uh, not no no more weeks of winter. We're gonna have an early spring this year. So, pretty glad to hear that. Pretty glad to hear that. Um, 30,000 people on hand, according to the story I'm looking at here, 30,000 people on hand at Gobbler's Knob today to watch the event. You know, part of me has always thought it'd be kind of fun to be there for the festivities, and then I stop and I say, wait a minute, I'm going to travel to Punxsutawney, to a Gobbler's Knob and wait in the early morning cold for a rodent to stick his head out of a burrow, and, and then, then what? Back in the old days, we learned, uh, Adam, back in the old days, they ate Punk's Donny Phil after the, after the prediction. See, I might go for that if we're going to have some food afterwards, but anyway. What are you guys saying about the, the, uh, the, the are we going to, is your, is your long-range forecast looking for an earlier spring this year? Well, in terms of even short-range forecasting, I, we haven't even really begun looking at long-range Okay. I mean, this weekend looks like it's going to be spring-like, so... Maybe we can add another percentage or two to Punxsutawney's accuracy this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is going to be a pretty good weekend. Still be a little bit cloudy and uh, moderately cool today, I guess, right, basically? Yep. Temperatures pretty much stay steady in the low 40s. Cloudy this morning. We'll see some sunshine like yesterday try to return in the afternoon. That's it. And then literally the next couple of days, it's just going to be sunshine in the 50s. <laughs> I like the sound of that. So it is going to be a really nice springish weekend compared to what we've had. So good time to get out and take a walk. Think I'll do that, Bob? No, I don't think so. Uh, you're probably, probably right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good time to get out and do something. So uh, very good. Um, next week, uh, does the good weather continue into the next week, uh, Adam? Yep. So basically every day tomorrow through Tuesday, there's a chance of fog in the morning hour. So that's going to be your midnight to uh, roughly 10 a.m., and then the rest of the day is sunny and temperatures in the 50s. That's going to be the same case for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Wednesday, mostly sunny, 52. Thursday, we'll see a little bit of extra cloud cover, but still going to see sunshine and temperatures in the upper 50s, a straight spot or two that could hit 60. Um, okay, sounds good. 39, 40-ish right now running around here at the upper Ohio Valley. Uh, I ask you every Friday, what do you got any big plans for the weekend? Um, well, truth be told, Abby still has her Christmas tree up, so we're going to take that down okay. sometime today or tomorrow. <laughs> All right, that's good, that's good. I needed to emphasize that it's hers. I, I took mine down before the New Year's. I it's hers. <laughs> so I'm going to be a helpful fiancé and help her take it down, or if not, just do it for her today. All right, that's, that's probably like, likely what's going to happen. It, She's like, where's my tree? And I'm like, it's gone. I took it down. I took it down. I took it down. But do you have uh, real trees or artificial trees? Artificial tree for now. Okay, yeah. We might do it when we start to have kids. We might 
make that a tradition, but we don't know yet. It's kind of the way uh, Nancy and I went when we first got married, artificial for a year or two, and then then we went for a long period of time where we got a real tree. Went up to the Fisley tree farm, those kind of places, picked our tree. Didn't cut them, but when we picked our tree, went back and got it and stuff. Um, and then at some point we said, this is just too much work. <laughs> just too much work. So back to the artificial tree we did. Well, listen, have yourself a great weekend, a good pleasant weekend. So you'll be mixing spring with with the Christmas, kind of a strange mixing of the seasons there. Uh, but have a good weekend. Get the tree down and enjoy yourself. And you and Abby have fun. Go eat something good. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Talk to you, Jim. Thank See you, Adam. Thank you a lot. 745, quarter till the hour, Watchdog Morning Show 39, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport 39 at the Highlands, 40 in Elm Grove, and 38 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network. Uh, we got some, we got a, a grumpy, not some, but a grumpy texter this morning. Howard, biggest highlight of the week is your week is over. Three hours every day, I can never get back. Well, you must listen. We must be doing something, right? Maybe we put him to sleep, Howard. Maybe he's got a broken radio. He can't go anywhere else. I don't know. But, but thanks for listening. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening. Same guy. Moundsville mayor and manager. Boring radio. I found it to be it was ca- great. quite entertaining. Yeah. So there you go. But hey, you know what? To each, as they say, his own. That's right. Uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. Howard, you getting out and walking. That is as funny as the groundhog's predictions. <laughs> so I should start to walk. Well, you know, I think what you do when you venture into spring, you kind of just look out the window, right? That's, yeah. that's your way. Yeah, yeah, that's my way of that's my way of my way of walking. Uh, one of my sons, uh, my my middle son, was at the house uh, for for lunch this week, and he and Nancy were comparing the step. You know, your iPhone keeps track of your steps. Oh, I've got two thousand four hundred steps already today, Dad. Oh, that's good. And Nancy says, mm, let me say, well, I, she went to the mall with, with her sister-in-law, and they walked the mall. I've got almost 4,000 steps today. How many you got, Howard? 725. <laughs> and that's not a joke. 725. I looked, I said, well, let me see what I've got. 725, which gives me, you know, something to, to measure things by. Walking from my house to my car, my car to the radio station, down the hallway here, down the hallway, back to my car, back to the house. 725 steps. I thought it would be closer to 25 steps myself. <laughs> so, but they were just so, you know, so nonchalant. Oh, yeah, I got about 2,400. Oh, I got 4,000 steps today. Really? What do you got? I got 725. So, all right, to the texter, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to get out and walk. Although I swear, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll use your idea of Groundhog's Day as a New Year's resolution day. I really do want to start a little bit of walking. I can't walk very hard, very long, very far. But, you know, a little – if if my neighborhood wasn't so hilly, I would do like a walk around the block. It's just too – I can't make it up the hills. But uh, if I lived over in Patterson, you know, walk the loop or something. This year, maybe I'll try I'm, – I'm not being facetious. Maybe this year I'll try and get out. You're laughing at me. I see – even when I say I'm not being facetious, you've got that big grin on your face like, yeah, you're not going to do that. Well, what flashed by me was this. Do you own a pair of, like, tennis shoes? You could put a pair of shoes on to walk? I mean, you're, you're... – See these shoes right here? <laughs> see these shoes? They, they do it all. You, that's yeah. it. That's, that's, that's all I got, pal. That's all I got. Well, you need a pair of track shoes, Howard. That's what you need. <laughs> Could I wear my shoes with the holes in them? The kids got me for nah, Christmas. I wouldn't do that either. Crocs, not that? All right. So if I'm going to walk, I'm going to need... Um, a, pair, a pair of track shoes. Well, walking that, shoes out. That's just going to stop the whole thing. <laughs> I had planned to walk, but I didn't have the right kind of shoes. Uh, text line, Howard, I average 18,000 steps a day. Well, good for you. 
Can I borrow some of those? All right, 7.48, a dozen till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Slatter on sports coming up. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the health plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you. The Health Plan. You want sports talk? We got the goods all night long. Tune into Sports Map Radio. Evenings and overnights on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. Attention, Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors' real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon and Kennan Realtors, Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go Knights. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. 